uh, Passion Week, but but it's it's last week, and obviously we'll we will not get into uh, uh, the crucifixion on Friday. We won't be getting into that, but look at uh, what led up to that and uh, what Jesus was doing in the last week. So we'll do that next week. The week following that, we will then take up the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. Uh, and of course, when we when we do it like this, it'll be more of a kind of a technical, um, you know, sometimes what can we know, and that's what we do with these churches. A lot of things we can't know, and some things we do know, and people guess at the rest, and and, uh, and we're supposed to know when they're guessing. Uh, and we'll work on, obviously work on some of that tonight. So, and then after that, uh, then we'll probably finish out the churches. Uh, if we do all three tonight, and I'm not suggesting that we have, just relax. <laughs> we don't have to. We 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 don't have to do all of this. Okay, I I try to have enough now so that I don't run short. I can't speak for a pastor. Okay, but boy, it is terrible when you have to say something and you don't have anything to say. Amen. Yeah, it's terrible. So uh, we want to have plenty to say uh, on the text. All right. Uh, so when we do that, I think that takes care of our housekeeping. Um, for, um, Thyatira. We'll uh, go to the church of Thyatira. Now, uh, before we start, um, do we know uh, what the stars are in the hand of Jesus as we start, when we started this? Do we know what the stars are in the hand of Jesus? I hear that one back there, but the rest of that I didn't quite hear correct. Angels of the churches. And it, yeah, it, it can be. I, I, I'm glad you uh, mentioned that, Phil. If you didn't hear Phil, he said uh, the pastors of the churches. Um, I'm not quite that restrictive, um, but it, it, it certainly, to me, was a messenger from the church had come to see the Apostle John and hear what he had to say. And then God started speaking through him uh, to the churches and they wrote that down, okay? Now, the other thing that uh, when we start out our uh, teaching here uh, about the churches is Jesus moves freely among the golden lampstands. What are the golden lampstands? The churches, that's right. And we don't have to guess at this, see, uh, about the angels, uh, uh, being uh, in the stars, because this is explained it right at the end of chapter one of the book of Revelation, that the uh, stars are the angels and the golden lampstands uh, are the churches. And in the beginning, uh, as we start reading about the churches, Jesus moves freely among the golden lampstands. When you get a little further toward the end, of course, we'll make a note of that. Jesus is knocking uh, to try to get in. He is trying to get entrance 
And so, uh, um, obviously, that's a problem if you got Jesus knocking on the door of your church and he can't get in, okay? Yeah, you got issues, all right, to deal with. All right, so now we're at Thyatira. Peril of compromise. That's what uh, Barclay called this, a peril of compromise. So let's begin then with Thyatira. To the angel of the church in Thyatira write, these are the words of the Son of God whose eyes are blazing fire and whose feet are like burnished bronze. Now, the description of Jesus will tell you something about the message that's going to follow uh, because the description of Jesus is different for every church. So when you get the description of Jesus, uh, you're, you're going to learn something about the church. So what would you uh, think uh, if we say the son of God, what would m make you think there? Just right off the top of your head, was it? God, I, I, yeah, I would think, I'll just say this, this, the deity, the, the, the God, okay, the God portion. Hopefully we'll be able to talk about some sense of balance with one of the, yeah, with the next church, we'll talk about some sense of balance here. But here, the emphasis upon him being God or the son of God, okay? That's the emphasis. And then there's two more, and they are, Piercing eyes. Now, what would you, if, if I said somebody had piercing eyes, what would you think? I'm, I'm sorry? Yes, that's what I would think too. If you hear it, see right through you, see right through you. Uh, and you, you would think about searching eyes. I'm, you know, looking maybe for something, uh, that kind of thing, okay. Uh, do, do you have a, a feeling response to that? I do. Yeah, you have a feeling. It's scary. <laughs> it's scary. Yeah. I know we, we, we yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah. And uh, I'm, I'm uncomfortable with that. I'm uncomfortable with that. Um, there, there is uh, in the gospel uh, writings, there a place where Jesus is having dinner in the, a uh, lady uh, comes in and anoints his feet, and it's a very beautiful, beautiful story, but I'm not talking about the lady now. Uh, Jesus turns to the head of that uh, Simon the Pharisee and says to him, I have something to say to you. <laughs> That's exactly my response. That's exactly, oh, oh. And it might just be my guilt and, and insecurity showing, I know that, but these piercing eyes, uh, they, they, they say a lot, okay? And I'm not wrong with this either because the next description is what? Bronze, uh, uh, bronze. And when, usually when you think of bronze, you're thinking about judgment. Well, I do, I, now, yes, I'm, now there were other, some other descriptions about, about this, okay? But, but I, think of, I think of judgment. For instance, if you go into the tabernacle, the first thing you uh, 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 come to there, uh, 
Well, I shouldn't say the first thing. But one of the altars immediately in there is the burnt altar, and it's bronze. That's where the sacrifice is made and judgments are made, okay? And so usually when I see that in, uh, this is, um, I think this is, is a description. Oh, yeah, this is, this is a description out of Daniel uh, that you could uh, go back. If you want to make a note on this, we will not do that tonight, okay? But Daniel 10, 6, you have the same kind of view of God. He has a view of God here. We understand this is Jesus, okay? Uh, so, so we get that. Uh, so uh, what are we thinking about the church now? We're looking for something that seems like, and there's going to be a judgment. And there's, and there's judging involved. We usually don't see Jesus like this. Thank God our pastor usually talks about his love and acceptance. Amen. <laughs> we might need some of that. <laughs> yeah, but we're, th we're thankful for that, okay? We are, we are thankful for that. Okay, now, so that's, that, that's your introduction. This is who Jesus is, okay? Uh, he's, he's not holding the stars here. Although uh, you, you think it generally is, okay? Not walking among the golden lampstands, no. He's got eyes that are piercing eyes and he's got feet of bronze. Okay, let's, uh, let's go to our next one here. I know your deeds, your love and faith, your service and perseverance, and that you are now doing more than you did at first. Amen. So that, that's, that's so far so good. So far so good. Let's go to the next slide now. Nevertheless, yeah, yeah, I want to talk. I, want, I need to talk to you. Uh, I have this against you. You tolerate that Jezebel, that woman Jezebel. You know, there are some names that are completely ruined for all history. <laughs> this is one. Now, my dad was not an educated man. And if, if, he, if he got mad at one of the animals, like say, a, especially if it was a female heifer, or he would either use the word heifer or he'd say, you Jezebel, you. <laughs> he'd just spit it out, you know, just spit it out, okay? And so when you see this name, uh, Jezebel, we'll, we'll, look, uh, we'll look into that, uh, make sure we look into that uh, so, so that we get the understanding of how Jezebel is being used uh, in the Bible, why that name is ruined. Okay, we'll try to look at that a little later. Who calls herself a prophet. By her teachings, she misled my servants into sexual immorality and in eating food sacrificed to idols. Now, you, you'll, have a, you'll have a lot of women prophets in the New Testament and in the Old Testament. So it's not a problem her being a prophet. It's, uh, the problem is what she does with, with her power. Okay, and, and you can see that uh, she, and, and where did they go right away? Sexual immorality. 
I don't know how I can say this without being sounding like a sexist. I know it's going to come off that way, but I'm not really, okay? I'm not going to be picking on women, but be careful. Usually, yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, usually when you uh, see uh, about a woman, uh, you're, you're, you're thinking of some kind of seduction. That's what you're thinking about. Uh, okay, I'm, I, I'm just, I just, it, that's not bad, that, but that's feminine power. And there's nothing wrong, amen, men, nothing wrong with that. Well, fine. <laughs> healthy. It's healthy. Okay, but used the wrong way, it's not good. Okay, look, I'll, I'll give you one, okay? Uh, Ulysses, you know the, the travels of Ulysses? He, and Ulysses is, is after he leaves, where's he going? He's going to see Penelope. Penelope. There's only two things that can keep him from getting to her. Number one is the Cyclops and the Sirenes. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. Did you, by the way, did you all see the movie, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Well, let's talk about that. <laughs> because that's what it is, a Ulysses trap. Okay, the, the, the two things that can get you is number one, that you are killed Along the way. In other words, if God has a plan for my life and I die immediately, I can't, I can't finish the plan. You get that? Okay, so that, that can keep you from making your journey. That's why I would t- take good care of yourself. I'm serious about that. I know people through my life that just did not take good care of themselves and they, it just didn't seem like they finished their course. So take good care of yourself. The other thing is you get seduced off your, off your path. That's the sirens. That's the sirens. They, they seduce you off the path. Well, what do they do? Well, they're seducing you off your path. That's what they do. And that's what happens here. She, she's using this power, but instead of using, using to help along, in other, in other words, Something good ought to happen to you here tonight. If, if, if we reach our goal, something good ought to happen in you, and you ought to be helped along your path, whatever that is, whatever that is, okay? And so there, uh, there's Jezebel, and uh, uh, she's not really helping people. She, she's getting them off their path and, and not, not doing very well with. And usually when you see sexual immorality in in this context, it it is some kind of like fertility worship, that kind of thing. Uh, let me see if I can get to that real easy in the Old Testament. Okay. Uh, let me look at uh, 1 Kings 21. Now, See if I got that right. First Kings. First. 
Yeah, Naboth's vineyard. Oh, yeah, you, you know Jezebel was a real person in the Old Testament. Okay. Uh, and uh, she, she married uh, one of the kings of, of, uh, of Israel. I think it was, was Ahab. Was Ahab? Ahab. He was such a sissy boy. <laughs> I didn't know you had a good name for him. I didn't know that. A weasel. Uh, a what? Yeah, I think I, I call him Wim. Yeah. He laid on his bed and faced the wall and stayed there. Gee, my Natalie. And Jezebel couldn't understand that, why a king would do that. See, Jezebel comes from the Gentile life. And the kings of Israel never were meant to have complete power. And she didn't know that. She thought that he ought to have complete power because that's the way, uh, that's where she came from. But in, in the, the Jewish world, uh, there was the prophet who was a check for the king, and there was the law that was a check on the king and to keep him from doing many things. Well, she finally figured out how to kill Naboth and take his vineyard, and her husband got to feeling better then when he got that. But uh, what a sissy boy he is. Uh, and and uh, she dies because of that. Uh, she dies, and she dies this terrible death. I don't know why I want to smile every time I think about it, I and I'm not sure why. <laughs> it, but uh, it's, this guy, I think his name was Jehu, rides up, and there she is, like up on this balcony there, and she's all painted up and maybe making some kind of an entrance there and that kind of thing, and... Uh, Jehu says, who's on my side? And some eunuchs in the back raise their hand. We are. He said, throw her down. <laughs> so they just heaved her off the balcony. Well, the eunuchs, they don't care anything about this seduction business. They don't know nothing about that. That don't matter to them. They just chucked her off the top there. And... She hit the ground, and then they ran over with horses and chariots, and all it was, oh, it's gruesome, yeah. The only thing they could find left of her after the dogs came in and eat her was her soles of her feet and palms of her hand and her skull. Uh, although they were serious about doing her in because she had caused havoc amongst God's people because she led them to worship Baal. So far as the king set up an ashtop pole, which is the feminine side of the fertility gods, okay? And that's just a no-no. Uh, but that's why there's this real dislike, distaste for uh, this, this name. And, uh, and John, led by the Holy Spirit, says, this woman is a Jezebel, meaning... She is leading God's people 
to do some awful stuff, just completely contrary uh, to their their calling, and and so uh, that's that's why you uh, got the name Jezebel there. I have given her time to repent of her immorality, but she is unwilling. Okay, that's the obstinate heifer. If you've not seen one, you can't know this, okay? That's, for, that's where I learned what a cracker was, was over at Ocala. We was at a horse show, and this heifer, they brought her out, and they kind of moved her around a little bit, and she, she stopped at the end of the arena, and she says to herself and everybody else, this is it. I'm not, they're no going to go no further, not going to do anything else. They came out to put her back in the pen where she belonged, and she'd start butting horses. What are you going to do with her? Okay. You're right. You've seen this before. This old guy, he was an old guy. They came out one of them cracker horses. They kind of shuffle along, you know, really. Um, I didn't know what crackers were. He took his whip off the saddle there. About, about from here, uh, uh, maybe to that second row there, and popped her on the end of the nose, and she said, I'll go to that pen right now. <laughs> that's what she said. But she was an obstinate heifer, and that's, that's, that's who this, uh, this Jezebel is. It's an obstinate heifer here who uh, is unwilling, unwilling to repent. So I will cast her on the bed of suffering. So she has, instead of a bed of pleasure, now it becomes a bed of suffering. And I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely unless they repent of her, unless they repent of her ways. And that, that's, a pretty, that's a pretty simple message. I mean, it's, it's not terribly complicated, that kind of thing, all right? And so uh, sinning is one thing, amen? Unwillingness to repent is another thing. Just, just understand that for yourself, okay? Because if you get into that um, in which you won't do what's good for you, who can help you? Who can help you then? I mean, you're, you're beyond help if you, if you won't. If you won't take advice and do what's good for you, you're beyond help. And, and no one can reach you there until you make up your mind, okay? Or somebody comes in with a whip and snap you on the nose there, and then you'll figure that out. No. Okay, let's go to our next one here. <clears throat> I will strike her children dead when all the churches will know that I am he who searches the hearts and minds. There's those eyes, I think. I think that's what that is right, right there. It searches the hearts and minds, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. And, and we don't want that. Amen? We do not want justice. We, we, we don't want to get back for our deeds completely. That's really my prayer, and, and well, when, when I pray a, one of the prayers that I have is, is 
to rely on the mercy of God. No, no matter what the past is, I can't change that. And, and, I'm, and I know I'm forgiven, but I want to remind myself to rely on the mercy of God. And when you do that, you, you can be wholeheartedly in his arms. You can do that wholeheartedly in his arms when you do that because you're not having to pretend that you're somebody you're not or that you've achieved something you have not achieved. You don't have to do that if you'll just depend on his mercy at that point. Uh, your willingness, though, to, to confess and to admit that is necessary. Uh, where did we say that? I will, oh, uh, uh, now I say to the rest of you and Thyatira to you who do not hold to her teaching and have not learned Satan's so-called deep secrets. Oh, yeah, we got to say something about that. We do. We have to say something about that. Have, have you ever, no, you like to admit that. But people who really think they know, oh, we know something. We know, we, we got, yeah. Oh, yeah, the other people don't know this. No, we know it. We're the privileged few. These mystery religions are like that. If you're not familiar with them, they're, they're like that. Uh, they, the mystery religions are, you know, they say, we, we got the secret. There is a religion, too. It comes to mind now, and I say, so you get in the door, okay, and so now you get up to the front pew, but you don't get to go behind the curtain <laughs> until maybe you pay something or that guy. Then you get to go behind the curtain and learn the real stuff. And what's it, when you get back there, you like the, Wizard of Oz, or just this old man with gray hair and a, and a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's back there. Okay. But they think they know the deep secrets. Oh, we went in really deep into the word. <laughs> okay. I will not impose any other burden on you except to hold on to what you have until I come. Amen. Amen. Let's go to our next. Is that the end of that? No, it's not, yeah. Yeah, 26. We got, uh, to the one who is victorious and does my will to the end, I will give authority over the nations. And this is that idea of ruling with him and, and, and uh, uh, being with him uh, as he does it. That one will rule with him with the iron scepter and will dash them to pieces like pottery. Just as I have received authority from my father, I will also give that one the morning star. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, the morning star uh, always speaks to the church. And the, the Jewish side of this is the son of righteousness. S-U-N, the son of righteousness. He is not the son of righteousness to us, although he is the son of righteousness, but not to us. Who is he to us? He's the bright morning star. I added the word bright, morning star. 
uh, the first thing to appear after the dark. So you know if you're going through a dark time, Jesus is just waiting for the right time to appear. He'll be the first to appear. The first light to appear will be. And now what do we need? We need to have ears to hear what the Spirit, sa- uh, what the Spirit says to the churches. Notice it is, I remember this, Daryl. <laughs> I better point that out now. Notice it says plural. And, it, and yet we're, we're, we're trying to address the, just a one church, Thyatira, I think, uh, just a one church. Um, but uh, it says, so in, in, the, in the, the circle, you know, they're going clockwise, Ephesus, yeah, I think Smyrna, Okay, they're going clockwise. So every church will read the whole, the whole thing. Okay? Um, all right. I think that it does. Okay, did you want to add something too while we got? Encouraging, encouraging us to finish strong. Yes. Amen. No, some get lost along the way, bless their hearts. And I mean that seriously. I know I say some of that tongue-in-cheek. I know that. But, but I do have a, a heart for preachers. I have some idea of some of their stresses. That's why I treat you so good. I try to anyway. I try to because I do know some of the stresses. You don't tell me about it. You don't worry about them. Or he, you know, he doesn't whine or anything like that. Thank God. That would be the wrong place to be. Okay. Okay, um, but but I do I, I I do try and and they do they 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 have a hard time keeping things together once they get going good. So I never was that big a deal. Okay, so I guess I didn't that I, I saved me from a lot of that weird stuff. You know, so I <laughs> yeah she. That's another, yeah, they'll help, they'll help keep you sober and, and, uh, and going right. I, I do appreciate that. I, I say that jokingly, but I really appreciate. That woman stayed with me now for over 60 years. I'm patting myself on the back, too, for that. Thank God. But, I, but, but thank God she did, you know. It'd be a mess for us pastors if we lost our wife along the way for, you know, that great philosophy of the eagles. You play around, you lose your wife. You play too long, you lose your life. Yeah, that's pretty good philosophy there too. Okay, uh, that's, uh, that is a church thyatire. The church uh, compromised. Oh, by the way, is there any of you that want to face Jezebel and tell her what's going on, the truth, and what a rotten thing she's doing? I don't know. That'd be a tough job. I'm just telling you. If you got... (laughs) (laughs) That's good. (laughs) Jerry, we get Jerry to go. Well, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a job. But I, try to think of this in real terms, okay? 
really, work at it, trying to get it down to real terms. This was a real church who faced some real uh, some issues, okay? Uh, let's, uh, let's go to our next one. Our next one is Sardis. Um, past splendor and present decay. That is the bywords of Sardis. A melancholy contrast between the past splendor and today's decay. Notice the melancholy. Um, did you notice that some people want to talk about their high school days? Did you, have you noticed that? Bruce Springsteen had a great song about that. Glory days. Glory days. Okay. If you've been out of high school for 10 years, we'll just do it. We'll say it that way. <laughs> you know where this is going. You, you, you ought to move on from high school. Okay. And it may have, you're, you're, you may have had a great trip through high school. I did not, okay? I was a terrible student. I was, I had discipline problems. I just, you know, you name it, I had it, you know? And uh, thank God I got through. I had some excellent teachers. That's the only reason I got through. I had some excellent teachers that were, that were very kind and very helpful uh, who actually really wanted to, to help you along, okay? Um, but uh, you, no matter how good those days were in the past, okay, uh, they are gone. And, you, and that was the problem with this church. They had glory days in the past, but they, they for some reason, they, they were just melancholy stuck and put between the glory days and uh, the present decay that was going on in their church. So let's read the description of Jesus, okay? To the angel of the church in Sardis write, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. And what's the seven stars? We know that. The angels of the churches, and the seven spirits of God would, if, if you get the word seven, usually it means the full, the, the, the full, the fullness of God, the complete seven, the complete number, the, the fullness of God. He, um, some have linked this to the description in Isaiah where you have these attributes of the spirit. And so they, that could be, and I don't want to rule that out. I just, honestly, I couldn't count seven in the, of the attributes. That was my problem with that text. Okay. Uh, and, and, and I might have been overlooking something, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying that, okay? But that's why I, but I did want to throw that text out there and make sure that, that you have it. Uh, the seven stars and the seven spirits, I know your deeds, you have a reputation of being alive, but you're dead. Okay? 
Um, well, let's go on. Let's read, let's read some more. Maybe we'll, we'll gather some more information about, about the church. What, but we know their problem is what? They had a reputation of being alive, but they are dead. But they are dead. Okay. By the way, I think our church is really doing good being alive. I, I look around on, on Sunday mornings. I do that. And uh, you see kids running around. And you see some uh, young adults, some middle-aged Lots of gray hair. Yeah, but it just, it just seems to me like there's really life going on, you know. It just seems to me like, especially when I get to uh, greet people and you, and you see families with, you know, several kids. Oh, I love seeing that, you know. Even the bigger kids, you know. We got a couple of families, got big kids that, that come with them and, uh, it just it does just does my heart good to to see that uh, it's real life happening, and I love that. I love that. Not that you know, not cookie cutter, neater, anything like that. Because life can be sloppy, and but that's all part of really being life. Amen. That's that's part of being life. And uh, anyway, I, I just uh, I just uh, like that on today. Okay, but boy, if 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 the only thing you have is the past to brag about, oh my gosh, that's awful. Uh, I would clean the house every once in a while, take all the trophies and throw them away. Just throw them away. And people say, oh, you can't. Well, yes, I can. I just did it. <laughs> throw them away. Because you can't rest on past achievements. You, you, you can't do, I mean, you, you think you can, but it's not good for your soul, not good for your spirit. It's just not good for you. Stay alive and, and stay fresh, okay? So they have this reputation of life, but what's the matter with them? Yeah, they're dead. They're dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains so you have some shreds that remain. <clears throat> you know, oh. We're always worried about hair. This is where you come in, Daryl. Uh, no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Maybe. Maybe I am. Heresies is not all that bad. You would, if you have some heresies in the church, you know what it means? There are people who are actually thinking and trying things out. Trying to figure stuff out. Really trying to figure stuff out. Don't you like that? And you, if you start down that road, and you should, you should be on it now. Okay. If you start down that road and you make some mistake, which you're going to, that's part of development. I was a young pastor, and I'm preaching in young church, you know, and, and it occurred to me, and that the church is a hard hat area. I preached a whole sermon on the church is a hard hat area. And people say, well, why do you say that? I said, because there's people under construction here. That's good. Huh? Well, yes. And usually if there's a construction site, there will be some flying debris. You'll get hit with some of it. 
but that just means there's life going on. Yes, amen. There's life going on. Yes. There. Just live it. And don't be upset if somebody is trying to talk to you about serious things and they may not just sound terribly orthodox. Don't be upset. At least they're thinking, and they're thinking for themselves. Heresy is not all that bad. Now, if you carry it as far as Jezebel, that's bad. <laughs> you get it. Okay, don't do that. Okay. Go ahead. What, you going to say something, huh? Oh, no, okay, I see. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> and the reason I pick on Daryl there is because uh, he and I have talked enough that I know that he's really explored some areas. He knows I've explored some areas to the good and some to the bad. And some you just have to leave them because that's the way they are. Yeah. Amen. Okay. I, I, you know, I, you, you, you just don't do that. Okay. Uh, so, uh, and that's the reason I thought of him when I read this that uh, heresy is not all that bad. And especially it would be needful here uh, to just to liven things up and get some life going, get them a blood transfusion and get them going again, you know, uh, that, that kind of thing. Uh, let me see. Uh, wake up, strengthen what remains that is about to die for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of my God. Remember there what you have received and heard, hold it fast and repent. And what did they hear? Of course, they heard the gospel. And that's the, that's the main thing here. They have heard the gospel. Otherwise, they wouldn't be a church. They've heard the gospel. Grasp that gospel. Remember that. <clears throat> hold fast. And there's some things you need to repent about. Repent and get on with it. But if you do not wake up, if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief in the night. And boy, see, it all works because you, you got wake up or you're asleep. And, and the thief, while you sleep, has a chance to, to get the jump on you. And you will not know what time I will come to you. And if, if, you, if you've heard about the second coming before, that's the way uh, the second uh, coming is. Uh, you don't know. You don't know. Uh, Jesus said, uh, don't know the hour nor the day uh, when the Lord will return. Wake up. There's a few people. Don't be lazy and lethargic. Don't be lazy and lethargic. Uh, um, oh, this church is a corpse instead of the living church of God. And that was the, that's the uh, problem of that. Um, oh, by the way, that text for the spirit is uh, Isaiah 11, uh, second verse. Uh, the gifts are manifested there. If you, if you want to look it up, um, I, I could only count six there, but so that's me. All right, we're done. And so we'll, we'll pick up, when we come back to the churches, we'll pick up on at Philadelphia, okay?
So we, so we made it through two churches tonight, okay? Oh, yo, sorry about that. We not finished it. Wait a minute, we haven't finished it. We haven't done Sardis yet. Let's get through it. Okay, well, come on. Uh, yet you have a few, few people in Sardis who have not soiled their, their clothes. They will walk with me dressed in white, for they are worthy. Uh, you know what worthy means here? Uh, it means it weighs the same. It weighs the same. So they are worthy, mean they weigh the same as their calling. Yeah, we're going to do that Sunday morning. Uh, the, the one who is victorious will, like them, be dressed in white. I will never blot out the name of that person from the book of life. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you follow the book of life, um, the, the person that has life is written in that book. Okay? Uh, that's not like the other books. This is a book by itself, the book of life. There are other books. Yeah, okay. okay. Just, want to, just want to bring that out. Uh, never blot out that name person in the book of life, but we'll acknowledge that name before the Father and his angels. Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Now, that should be it. That should be <laughs> Thanks for, uh, seriously, thanks for pointing that out to me, okay? Because we, we shouldn't leave that undone. All right. Anything we need to... Let's thank God for our evening. Lord, we thank you for your word. It comes to us. We thank you for the encouragement that we feel from other people. We thank you for the life of this church and how it blesses us individuals and as groups, we want to raise thanks to you for that and ask you to bless it. Again, thank you for your word and blessing it to our hearts and letting us have a mind that can understand some things. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.